we're going to talk today about career progression. And we're going to talk today about career progression when it comes to the software space. We're also going to talk about career progression too, just at a 30,000 foot view, because I, I think that's something that we all see day in, day out um, as individuals within our own markets, what companies are doing career progression well, which ones are not doing it well, which ones are not fostering an environment to grow. And so we're going to talk about it here for a few minutes. Um, again, a few people, Becky, what's going on? Good morning. Matthew, what's going on? Good morning, buddy. It's good to see you. Um, so Jake, Dan, let's go ahead and dive in. Yeah. Yeah. Who wants, I, who wants to go first? I would, go I ahead, would like to go first on this. Uh oh, Here we go. So first of all, I am thankful. This sounds weird, but I'm thankful for some people that really aren't trying to run the rat race and want to ha need to have an additional, Hey, every year I got to hit this, this, and this, because that's what really keeps like the entire engine of the company's running. Right. You need yeah. both. You need people that want to have the career progression. You need people that are just like, man, I just want to be really fulfilled in my day to day and the job that I'm doing and do it with excellence and support my team. So first of all, thank you. I am not someone that's good at being content. So I'm terrible at it. I'm in the <laughs> antithesis of being content. So I will uh, continue to do random side hustles and all sorts of stuff uh, in order to keep keep going, right? But I'm very thankful for for great teammates um, that, that move right. So that being aside. My favorite uh, favorite company engagement that I've seen and a lot of bigger companies have really found it. I think it actually started with IBM is having two career progression tracks, technical and managerial, right? Because in that same vein, not all good, not all people that are good at that one job mean that they're makes them good at leading other people to do that same job mm -hmm. or do they want to? And it shouldn't be that they have to, in order to get raises or bonuses or equity, have to go down a management track or have to go down that track because it only disengages them because they don't get to do the stuff they love and it disengages the rest of their team. So right. that I'd love to know your guys' thoughts on, on that in general, but I've seen that a lot more people catching on to it. I think it's Jake, super cool. Jake, yeah. I love that. Um, I want to, I want to hit on that. And then I think we kind of break your comment into just kind of lead our entire conversation is, you know, right, let's start with the leadership track. What, what does that look like and what are you cool. doing to empower, empower your leaders, right? Or your future leaders, what kind of education, what kind of training are you going to do? What kind of assessment are you doing to make sure that they're going to be a good leader for your organization, right? I mean, we talked about it right before the show started is just because you're the best developer, the best salesperson, the best finance person, doesn't mean that you're the best leader of those people. And you know what? That's okay. okay. Um, you know, I know that you guys weren't in fraternities, but I think of like going back to like when I was a, you know, in a fraternity, like you didn't just put your best recruiter as your rush chairman, right? Because it's like, a different skill set, right? Like mm -hmm. there's organization, there's leadership, there's communication, logistics, organization that like maybe a, a good person that does it really well is not the best at doing something else, right? So yeah. I think that that's important. Like when you think of like the sales world or in the, the leadership world too, is what kind of assessment, what kind of valuation are we doing on somebody as a, as a future potential leader? And then what are we doing to try to, to pull and mold that out of them to make sure that they can actually lead other people? And likely, it's going to be very, very difficult because they're thrown into a fire of likely now leading people that they were peers with just the day before, right? right? So yeah. what are we doing to make sure that we're putting those folks in a position to be successful and not just say, hey, you're our new manager of app dev, go, go manage, right? Or go direct or go VP something, right? Man, we can't tell you how many people we talk to that end up getting into that promotion 
kind of just because they were in the right room at the right right time. And they're not going to say no to a twenty thousand dollar pay bump and some something that looks good on a resume. You know, get, get in there and it was not a good choice. <laughs> you you heard yeah. it here first at Unicorn Finders. Fraternities have better organizational structures than development teams. So there we go. Um, <laughs> what, what, happy Wednesday. I you know I, I think my thought right. is. I, I, I think there's not a lot of companies doing it the right way. And so I talk about this a ton when it comes to the job search, right? What is your why? What, what's driving your search? Is it money? Is it title? Is it responsibilities? Is it commute? Is it tech? Like, what is it? But I think you need to ask yourself the why when it comes to your career, Right. So, I mean, I, I, I text with a lot of devs even actually recently about offers and, you know, I, our, yeah. our unicorn family, Ryan Burgess, tweeted yesterday. He's seen so many developers bounce in the last six months that the pandemic has caused people to become restless. And I think that tweet is so important and valid to what we're talking about today. Because I think you need to realize, and I'm talking to myself, like, let's be honest, right? I'm extremely always uncontent. Not content, uncontent. I don't think uncontent's a word. Mal, I'm not content. Malcontent. Malcontent. And so you have to figure out what what do you want to do? What really charges you up every morning? And and, and I think you if it's if it's not leadership and the company's throwing leadership at you, don't take it. But have an educated conversation with leadership of your company. Like, hey, there's got to be something else. Like this can't be the only way for me to advance my career because I'm not called to do this. So I, I didn't know if y'all had any thoughts yeah. on that. Well, I mean, I think that you, like you said, Taylor, you need to figure out what, what you consider advancing is, right? Because it's not just climbing the corporate ladder, right? right. Because coming climbing up the corporate ladder, like not only does it put you higher on that like pyramid where it's like very tough to like pivot from where you're at, it also could potentially limit the scope of the work that you can do to severely stress you out. It can bring you a lot of anxiety. It can bring you a lot of extra workload, right? So for you as an individual, when you're evaluating all of these things about what's what's your why, right? Or, or what's your, your next path is you need to also understand what is ahead of you on that path, right? If I want to be a CIO or a CTO, what do I need to know to get there? But only not only that, what is it that's required out of me once I enter that role? Right. right. So those are all, I mean, a lot of this is a fact finding mission and I've been, I, I I'm guilty of it. Right. You know, in 2012, I took a job, a big promotion for me because I was like, Oh man, this is going to put me exactly where I need to be. I got into that role. I'm like, I am so wholly unprepared to be in this role. And this is not what I thought, but because for me, I just thought that that was the next logical step. And if I would have done just a little bit more research and a little bit more thought and not just get excited about like the pay raise and like the opportunity, like I could have saved myself like a ton of stress and a ton of pressure. So know what you're getting yourself into um, and know what those options are for you before you jump in immediately, just accept that role. I love it's that. hard because the pressures around the rest of your life make you think, you know, either it's a keeping up with the Joneses thing or it's a, oh, crap, we just had another kid and I need to make more money, like need support, this, this and this. It's just you a know. rat race, man. It's you just, keep, you know what I'm going. saying? <clears throat> yeah. I, I, I think, too, I think companies need to need to be mindful of this as well, is the companies that I've seen it, that I've seen do a good job of promoting good culture within promotions is there's clearly defined dev dev one dev two dev three 
senior lead and, you know, staff principal. And then you have some somebody like uh, uh, Eventbrite who we're starting to work with, who they have like their top is called what like, they do. like uh, their top is called uh, fellow. Like they're like there's they only hand out like five fellow positions in like the entire company. And so like for me, I, I think companies who are watching this, hiring managers watch this, I think individuals, this goes back to what individuals want. I've seen an increased emphasis in the dev community around they want to mentor and they want to teach, mentor, teach. And they also want to have time to learn new tech. And, and, and I think if you can channel all of that within your job titles and job responsibilities, you're going to keep people a lot longer. Money's great, right? But I, but I think at the end of the day, I think you need to give people more than money and you need to have clear, defined paths to grow within an organization. There's two companies in Nashville that do it extremely well off the top of my head. I'll give them a shout out here. I think Built Technologies does a really good job here in Nashville um, on creating a very good promotional path with engineers. I think obviously Eventbrite, I'm learning more about their culture as we speak. And, and or so then a third one is a company called Evercore. Evercore has done an amazing job. Their emphasis is on community and training and, and having a clear promotional path. And so shout out those three companies um, from at least giving a clear defined path of promotion. How do you think that, do you see that like a good amount of retention from those companies specifically? You know, it's yeah, it's hard crazy. To, hard, hard to pull people from. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy, yeah. right? I mean, yeah. I, I think, you know, if I was a company and you want to try to save some money, I, I would pay maybe a little bit under, but I would put more emphasis on everything else, right? Like, like, like if you're a company and you know, you're on, you're on the accounting side and you're trying to save money, maybe don't throw salaries at people, but then you have to really build in, like really sit down and think about what you want to offer your employees. But yes, to answer your question, Jake, those three companies have very little turnover. Now look, I've like, got a buddy, if, buddy of mine who works in big four and they're, the amount of money that they pour in to training and continuing education and certifications and literally whatever the heck you really want to learn to better yourself and your career, they will pay for it. Now, yep. he might be running a $15 million project and only make hundred grand that year, right? Mm. But he, he can learn so much more than he ever would, which is why, you know, when people get out of there after like three, four years, people are dying to scoop them up into their companies because they've had all this training. Right. right. So it's yeah, I think yeah, it's important in, in any, no, you're fine, in any sort of leadership role or, or HR or, you know, who's ever deciding, you know, career paths for people is to really sit down and know like what else is happening in the market, but sit down with your employees. What, what do they want? Right. You know, are they looking for search? Are they looking for an opportunity where 10% of the week, I know Microsoft does this for 10 or 15% of the week is focused on things outside of your job where you can get certifications. You can, you know, do your own like dev project that like can bring something to the table. You know, maybe you sit down and have a, a coffee over something with that totally unrelated to the work that you're doing, you know, that day with somebody else in a different department. Yeah. And just pull those I, things or things that you need to sit down with your client or your, your employees and talk about what they want and then be able to offer, you know, what that is. Because like you said, Jake, it's not always about salary, right? If I can go and I can become, you know, get my PMP certified or get, or my CSS, CISSP paid for, like that to me is worth more. And yeah. like all of the educational material and everything else is worth more than 40 extra dollars a week in take home pay. Well, I feel like, you I have feel to like mention for... the taxes are different if you're going to get through training versus if I'm yeah. going to get an extra 50 grand a year, especially for companies that end up paying for MBA programs and things like that through stipend and stuff that yeah. 
is a totally different way of compensating people because as Absolutely. taxes go up, whew. uh, Noah, Noah goes, how do you, how do you know if joining a startup can turn into a career? Uh, how old are you? I, I don't think it matters. Yeah. Right. Like, right. I, I don't know, like if that, you know, well, I know you're kind of tongue in cheek, Jake. Here's why. Go here's ahead. why. I think that you should join a startup straight out of school if you possibly can, because yeah. you're going to have yeah. to wear every single hat. You're going to, especially if you're coding, you're going to actually have to code as opposed to taking this job at Fidelity, which starts out at 70 K or you get siloed into one little teeny sliver for three years and then you don't actually know anything. Right. Go do whatever the heck you can, in my opinion, just shit volunteer at a yeah. startup, like go do everything you can in order because it's going to actually let you have real experience. So yes, I completely think it will get you a better career path, at least a better understanding of the inner workings of pieces of a business right. you would never have been able to touch if you went straight yeah. to an enterprise job. Great. So Jake, you and I are in this exact same token, just kind of a, a different perspective is I, I think that no NFT. matter what, Noah, a non fungible 20, token. Yeah, yeah. At 21 years old, whatever you learn in a startup, whether you stick around, sorry, there's some excitement going on outside of my office that I'm missing out to hang out with you boys. Um, no matter when you join, how long you're with them, and if you're with that company for six months or 60 years, you're going to learn so much during that time that I would say take a jump at it. If you're looking for actual tangible things, if you can look at it, if it can ever turn into a career is you know who's investing what is the product who are the other players in that business what other players are now investing in that business right like if you're a financial capital and markets data company who are your investors who's on the board like that'll tell you a lot about who you know about what the viability of that is um but no i would say find something you're passionate about to find something that you don't mind doing a lot of dirty work at and also know that whatever job you signed up for is likely going to be a hundred percent different every single week. So, yep. yeah, that's also, that's a good, good point about leaning in. Some people will silo themselves even still, even though they have the opportunity to be able to touch a bunch of different things. If you're going to lean into anything, at least lean into how can I keep my hands on? How can I understand the business impact that the technology I'm delivering has? And how do I immerse myself into, hopefully you're in a community that's very entrepreneurial and that you can just start talking to all these other startups and how are you how are you handling these problems and then you build your network so much more rapidly again than if you were just to jump into an enterprise yep. shop. I love that. Well boys, I think that was a good one. I appreciate we, you. We missed hands. the complete other Tomorrow. side of the coin too, which is exciting. Yeah. So, talk so let's talk week. about that next week. Let's talk about yeah. that. So we talked about leadership and and so let's talk about the tech side next week. Um, but, uh, y'all thank you for tuning in to unicorn finders. We appreciate it tomorrow morning, 9 30 AM central non fungible tokens. It'll remember, be a good there's one. nothing wrong with being an individual contributor. There's That's nothing true. wrong with being an individual contributor. I'm going to leave you with those words from Dan, the man in Tampa. We appreciate y'all ton. We'll see y'all tomorrow morning. Later.